All right, we're recording. I have you already started? Let me see. Started. Yeah. I'm pulling the notes in another. I like you have to keep this, Dan, because I I want everyone to hear the real, our real Dan this week. My microphone just fell off. I caught it as it was falling, thankfully. But it's sheer. I still don't understand how it fell off. It's like there are holes in this thing that shouldn't be there. And we just want to thank our patrons right now for <laughs> keeping us I duct just, taped together. I literally just zip tied another microphone to my microphone stand. So that's great. All right. This Im- episode. No, the huh? image I have of you right now is you're in your basement, but you've created your own little space inside of a box. You've got microphones duct taped to your face. And your your eyes are like little pinpoints from sitting in the dark. And you're just kind of, just the glow of the screen is lighting up your glasses. I'm going to DM you a picture of my rig right now. Oh, there. Okay, I'm excited It's coming about your way. Let me look here. It's coming your way. <laughs> Dan, are you a mad scientist? The other thing that's fun is this microphone stand. This is too high for my face. Uh, this microphone stand is is for a much heavier microphone, so it keeps going up. Dan, I mean this in the nicest way possible. You look like you're recording from inside a meth lab. It's sort of, I mean, mostly what you're commenting on is the normal state of things here. Ah. <laughs> uh... I like this. This is good. Uh, this episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. It's brought your to you by support of our Patreon. It's something. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Where every Sunday of quarantine, you get an extra episode of Says Who. Because we are smart people because quarantine is never going to end. Patreon.com slash says who. See you tomorrow. God damn it. Oscar said that to me in the middle, just apropos of nothing. He just smiled and said, See you tomorrow. And I just busted out laughing. <laughs> oh. oh no. Um books. Have we talked about them before? Yes. Will we talk about them now? Yes. Do you need them? Yes. Books are so good for you. And and I write them. And you don't have to read what I write. You don't have to. God, if you did, oh, I'd appreciate it. And let me tell you something. I'm writing right now a new book called The Box in the Woods. It's going to be out next year. And it is a new mystery, a new standalone mystery featuring Stevie Bell, the detective from the Truly Devious series. Um, you won't have to have read Truly Devious. I mean, if you have, you'll have that extra something, something, but uh, you won't have to. And um, I hope that that's going to be it because it's going to it takes place at a camp. So it's a spooky camp murder story. So I'm getting in the mood by thinking about outdoorsy stuff. Um, but books are good. Thank you for reading them. Thank you for leaving reviews about them because um, that really helps. And just thank you for just thank you for being you. And, and if you would like things, we have things for sale for you at merch.saysupodcast.com. 
where you can get things like coffee mugs and fanny packs and shirts and an apron and other things. Things at merch.sayswhopodcast.com. I'm going to go turn off the buzzing thing behind me real quick. Hang on. I don't know what he's got back there, you guys. He's got some. Oh, here he comes. All right. Here I am. I got to adjust the, this microphone. What was the... Uh, what was the buzzing thing? Yeah, what was the buzzing thing? It, I, I'm i in a basement, Maureen, that was a dehumidifier. Mm. Because it's a dank basement unless the dehumidifier runs. Again, it's just... I'm not saying you you run a meth lab, but... Because you, I know you don't run a meth lab. <laughs> I don't run a meth lab. It would be Let's a lot sleep. cleaner. <laughs> be a lot cleaner in here, I think, if I ran a meth lab. That's for sure. If I ran a meth lab. Da, 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 da. The thing that I am thrown off about now is that I just broke my microphone stand while trying to make my whole situation better. But instead, I just made it a lot worse. I, I'm let's get just, a backache. I have to like be on my tiptoes to record. Let's just cut it there, Dan. We don't need an intro this week. It's just time to play the music. Let's just admit that this is how things are and go forward. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy? I'm Maureen Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker. The last five minutes of my life, Maureen, has been a pretty good analogy of the last five months. I was going to say days, and then I realized why short sell everything. Yeah, we got on to record and then suddenly Dan's voice was gone. Apparently it was because this microphone just broke off in his hand or something and rolled away. <laughs> I had moved it very slightly and apparently it was just on teetering on nothing when you <laughs> when I touched it. Mm-hmm. It just came down and my back was to it and I just saw it at the corner of my eye. I saw it fall and I, with cat-like reflexes, I was able to catch it. On its way down. That would have been an expensive fall otherwise. And I, I That's kind of so much... how it's been this week, Maureen. Yeah, I have had a week too. I want to hear about your week and then I'll tell you about mine. Let's do exchange of weeks. It's just mainly um, we are now in like schooling has either begun or is about to begin. And the the reality of it is not good. I would say the reality of just now, there are a lot of demands on everyone's time. And uh, there might, I think, perhaps too many is, I think, what it really is. I, uh, yeah, today I feel like I have been sort of on a rolling anxiety attack today as sort of the number of things that are all coalescing across the course of these last week and this week and next week really come into full focus and it's um not pretty it's not pretty Maureen it's not how are you do, do you have to teach any high school 
Uh, thankfully, I don't have to teach any high school. With the high schooler, I mostly just have to be the like, come on, of course it's going to be work. You can't complain about it being work. That kind of thing. Oh, boy. But um, we just, because uh, the kindergarten starts in two days, so we just got to look at the schedule. And um, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot more than uh, we thought it was going to be. And that is um, not great. Not great. Tough to hear. It's just like suddenly schedules went crumbling in front of my eyes. And with it, my sanity. You said, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Basically, I did. What about you, Maureen? Well, Dan, maybe, maybe about six days ago. Um, this little medical condition I have had been pretty chilled out largely. And then six days ago, it was like, what if, what if I came thundering back in a real old school kind of way, like in a way that's like the beginning when you first had this, what if I just did that randomly? Like one day I couldn't really walk very well. One day I was just like, every time I stood up, I was like, well, that's not for me. Standing up's not for me today. Um, Yeah, my body has just gone bananas. And um, no. Yeah, it hasn't been great. Um, The physical stuff I can kind of deal with more than the, uh, in fact, to that end, I'm turning the air back on. You're going to hear it, you guys. I apologize. Um, It's okay. Why does anything matter anymore? True. Um, sometimes when it all, all these things converge at once. So it feels like, uh, it feels like I've been injected with something all of a sudden. And then I almost feel like a hot thing running through my body. And then all the systems go crazy at once. Like I, I have muscle trouble, movement, pain. Um, I'll get really nauseous all of a sudden. Sometimes my vision will get blurry and really fun. One it brings with it is the sudden drastic mood change. And I don't mean just like, I mean like a complete conversion. Oh man. Like it just sends you off. It's like someone's drugged you and you're like, I don't understand anything. Everything is terrible. Things change color almost. It's so weird. And then when it's done, it's like it never happened. It's fucked up. And so it, it, if I do, I use a lot of uh, multiple sclerosis checklist because I don't have MS it checked me for it, but it behaves like it. So I use a lot of those kind of tricks and tips and hacks uh, to deal with it. And one of the things they wonder is they had adjusted my Plaquenil prescription. Oh, you remember that old Plaquenil stuff that's still bouncing around. Otherwise and known as hydrochloroquine. Is that the yeah. same thing? Yep. It's that, it's that same thing. So I may need to be increased back up on that again. So I have had a week where I've been trying to, um, it's all, it's probably all stress related that I have three projects I'm trying to land at once while the world, like while we're doing the uh, COVID, the election, two hurricanes are coming of Californians on fire. You know, like it's just too much. Yeah. It's just, it's too much. You know what I mean? It's, it's too. It's I want to say it again. I want to say it again. It is too much. So I was like, "Well, time for some some radical changes." And by radical, I mean the first thing I did was just delete Twitter off my phone. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. That is radical. I do that every once in a while. That way I can't pick it up and immediately look to see anything that's happened. Yeah. Um, but I, all the things I would normally do to be able to treat it, uh, physical therapy, going to the gym, places like that, um, I, can't, I can't do them. There's no, um, it's very hard to, uh, to get kind of treatment. So I just have to kind of make shit up at home. Yeah. It's fine. But I just haven't felt I mean, very well this week. Well, yeah. And it, that's okay. It is, it is fine. All of it is fine. Everyone, we are all muddling through as best we can. But um, it's a lot. It, it, I, I am feeling the accumulated stress of many, many months this week, I can tell. And uh, there isn't really a let up from it. I asked, I was telling, one night I was having a hard time. And Oscar is really great. Like, he's very, very helpful. Um, when he sees I'm not well, he's like, maybe you should go lay down. Or, like, he'll walk the dog instead of me. Or, you know, he'll help me up and help me walk around. And I was like, it's just too much. Like, all the stuff that's going in the world is too much. And he's like, well, maybe don't look at some of it. And I was like, I have to. And he's like, but why? Why do you have to? What are you doing right now by looking at it all? What, how is it helping? And I had no answer. Yeah. I was like, ah, you got me. I'm like, I know what that... I'm doing to help. I'm destroying myself. <laughs> <laughs> that part is definitely true. The like, it is okay to look away. That is 100% true. I have for months now, I leave my phone outside the bedroom when I go to bed. And that has certainly helped. I think I would just be a little pile of ash if mm -hmm. that had not, if I had not done that months ago. I yeah, think I would have just. Yes, that's not, that's not, that's not the right way. No, no, it's no. not. It is not. Cause then I just sit there as we're falling asleep, reporting COVID numbers. I'm like, well, here's what's going on here. And then I text them to my mom. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Just a thing I do now. Hmm. Couldn't she just do that? Uh, well, she's a nurse. And we've started to exchange a lot of very home truths text messages. I'm like, well, here's the numbers in Alabama. We'll get oh. there. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think that this weekend, we got to talk a lot about taking care of the says Whovians. All right. Because if I'm we're in. in this condition, you can bet your ass they are. I don't, I am just marveling at my current mic setup and realizing just how much it is a metaphor for my actual personness right now. Like just zip tied and loose ends and the whole thing slowly creeps upwards as I talk. So then I have to stretch my body up as it goes. You're in the Millennium Falcon. I am sort you're of in, in the Millennium in Falcon. Firefly. You know, like you're like, ah, I know how she flies. Let's go through that Stargate. Yes. That's a I think that's a different show. Is it? It's called Star. I mean it's literally called Stargate. There's a show so. called that. Mm. I think so. I think so. Maureen, how do people hold it together? I don't know. I don't know how to give advice on that because I think that it's all slipped. I think it's all slipped out of reach. 
I think one important way is just really saying, because these things are fleeting and that, you know, when you feel incredibly terrible, saying, okay, it's a feeling and it's, it's, it's happening. It's, this is a meditation technique, but it's very helpful um, to kind of recognize it and be like, okay, this is what's happening right now. It's not, it doesn't mean this is how I'm going to feel an hour from now or tomorrow or a week from now. This is just right now. Yeah. And then also really to be, to not only be okay with putting things away for a while, but to like aggressively, not aggressively, we'll do it aggressively, just in a relaxed way. Just do it. Turn the shit off. Make it a practice more than a, more than a permission. Because um, it's bad. It's, Every once in a while, I have that very simple thought. I'm like, this is bad for us. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. Is bad for us. It's not good for us. So that's like, for then, certain. Then why am I doing it? I should maybe not do the thing that's bad for us. Also, yeah. I, I'm a little worried I talk, took the dog's medication this morning, and I'll explain that. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> what? So, so every morning, Dexy gets two medications. Because she goes to the special vet, and um, so every morning we have a routine. You know, I she follows me into the kitchen because she gets them in a treat, so she likes it. She comes in for her treat, and I I take a like a vitamin D gummy, and my own meds are like so everything's in a very separate, marked, counted out containers. I'm very I was raised by a nurse, then it's like there's a rigid way to do these things, and I put the little pill pocket. I, I took my vitamin Ds, which are sticky. And then I put the pill pocket down and I, I was sort of doing these two things at the same time with like one hand and the other, but they're two entirely separate things. Somehow something got, I looked down and there was only one pill in the pill pocket. I'm like, where's the other oh, no. pill? So I'm oh, looking no. everywhere, Dan. I am very careful about pills. I, I, I really was raised by a very, very very detail-oriented nurse. So I lifted everything off the counter. I checked the floor. I checked everywhere. I, I mean, it's like, where the hell did it go? So eventually, I went and replaced the pill from the main supply in the cabinet. And um, uh, one of two things is that somehow I just didn't put a second pill in there. Or there's this third possibility. It's dropped somewhere. It also won't hurt her if she takes an extra one. It's it's harmless. She okay. takes a low dose of this. It's not going to hurt her. Um, I don't see where it could possibly be because I crawled around the floor. I lifted everything mm -hmm. off the counter. I, I looked at it, rolled down the sink. The only third thought I had was, did it stick to my palm somehow okay. while I was picking up like vitamin D? Like yeah, like palmed it. You know, it just got, it just stuck there. And when I popped the vitamin D's, I accidentally took it with it. Uh, I think I would have known. But the thing is, it's also safe because it's a human medication that can also be used for dogs. And it's this stuff that the nickname is the stage fright medication. Um, it just like chills you out and lowers your heart rate a little bit and makes you more okay. relaxed. Oh, no. So even if I took it, which I don't, I truly don't believe I did. Oh, it was no. a freebie. Like, it's not going to hurt me. Do you just feel great now? I definitely felt a little bit better this morning, but I, oh. I, I did get enough sleep last night. And sometimes a lot of sleep, sometimes when I have bad flares, I literally have to, if they're really, really bad. 
I have to do what I call a reset sleep where mm-hmm. I take something and I sleep 12 hours or something. Like, I have to really oh, man. Re- it has to, you have to be really intentional about it. You usually have to take like some z or something and just really, really sleep hard to kind of reset all the circuits. And that yeah. seems to cut, it'll, it'll stop them. I don't think I took the dog's meds, Dan, but I'm paranoid and I don't understand what happened. Well, Maureen Johnson, do I then have a treat for you? Mm. Because the Republican National Convention is in full swing. Cops are still killing black people. The virus is still spreading unchecked. Why wallow? In the horrors of 2020. Okay. When like we it. can enjoy a series of news events that let us revisit some of our favorite characters from All the right. past. I like that. It's throwback week, Maureen. Oh. It's throwback. There has been a remarkable amount of news that has hit this week, Maureen, that every time it has hit, I'm like, wow, it's like it's 2017 again. Like, oh, hey, look at this. It's like we're in 2018. What a great time let's go to a packed movie theater and lick popcorn together like we could do anything back then but this week kellyanne conway Mm. maureen johnson Mm -hmm. finally pried up those floorboards in the white house grabbed her go bag Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and leapt out a window It's been there so long, that bag of passports and various currencies. It's been years since she put it under there. Yeah, it really has. She's gone. One of the OG advisors to the president, one of the people that ran the tail end of the 2016 campaign. A true mercenary. I remember it because we used to talk about who's going to bail. And largely most of them have in those discussions. And I remember you saying that Kellyanne will never bail. That she'll ride or die. Yeah. And what a moment. Yeah. You know, two months before election day, give or take a, a week or two is not the normal time that your chief strategist, one of your main people, would jump ship. But she has. In addition, her husband, George, who we have discussed their weird, gross private life, announced that he is stepping down from the Lincoln Project, the anti-Trump Republican uh, project that he was one of the co-founders of and is also leaving Twitter. Both of them cite the need to take more care of their family. A remarkable moment to find a conscience for either of them. But uh, it all comes on the tail end of their daughter, Claudia, who we discussed a few months ago, I think, who had taken to TikTok to kind of shit talk her mom. Uh, she went on to Twitter this weekend and gave a series of tweets 
that included, as for my dad, politically, we agree on absolutely nothing. We just both happen to have common sense when it comes to our current president. So stop standing him. My mother's job ruined my life to begin with. Heartbreaking that she continues to go down that path after years of watching her children suffer. Selfish. It's all about money and fame, ladies and gentlemen. I've been using social media as an outlet to express my passions, individuality, and to shed light on some hardships. I've been vulnerable for a reason. Thank you for supporting me. And I'm officially pushing for emancipation. Buckle up, because this is probably going to be public one way or another. Unfortunately, welcome to my life. Wow. That was on Saturday. On Sunday, they both announced that they were stepping away to spend time with uh, with their family. And uh, Claudia then announced on TikTok that she found out from Twitter. Jesus Christ. I hope she gets emancipation. Yeah. I hope she gets away from these terrible fucking people. Um, her parents are awful. And I, I really, I, hope, I, I feel for her. Um, her parents are monsters. <laughs> Both of them are terrible people. For those of you that don't know George Conway before his current anti-Trump act, he was a major piece of shit during the Clinton uh, impeachment years. In fact, he is the reason that we know that Bill Clinton has a crooked penis. That is George Conway's doing. So both of them are terrible humans. Both of them are running a con. I would expect the reality show is already inked or will be inked soon. Hmm. I refuse to watch it. Yeah, good. I mean, good for Claudia. Yeah. I mean, this is, I don't know what's, how old is she? Do we know how old she is? I think she's 15, which is the same age as my teenager. Jesus. Yeah. So. If you get emancipation, um, what happens to you? Do you get, you have to find like another adult to. I would assume if you are 15 and you get emancipated, you have to have a, a you are still a minor. So I would imagine that you would have to be uh, in the care of another adult human. I don't think you can. I don't think you are suddenly advanced into not being a minor anymore. I just think you are no longer the 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 in the care of the terrible parents but i also don't know do you think that they did this this is a hard difficult and slightly cynical call to make but you think that they both stepped away because they actually care about their daughter or they care about how terrible it looks that their daughter is trying to get emancipated uh i think at my most cynical, I would say their daughter didn't factor into it other than being a helpful excuse, you know, that mm. Kellyanne Conway is a mercenary. Mm -hmm. She was anti-Trump. She was running Ted Cruz's campaign up until Ted Cruz, you know, fell apart. Then she was brought in at the at the very end of the Trump campaign, and she has stood by it ever since. She is, by most White House reporters' own admission, she is one of the main sources of people close to the administration, say, type rumors and things like that. So she's 100% playing 
both sides of the fence at all times, you know? Um, And I think that she has enough, she has enough sense to know that the next few months are going to not go her way and that the election may well not go her way. And uh, so she, she needed a, she needed something to grab her go bag. And this is a useful moment. You know, George, I think, was always kind of half in on whatever con it was. And now that she's out, he's out. They're off chasing another bag of money. That they're like, uh, I could see them writing a joint book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joint book, fucking reality series about them, you know, learning to love each other again. And, you know, I mean, just pick your con and they'll, they'll be running it next. Or they're going to get a maybe a maybe not a reality show, but a like a like a Fox show where they go Kellyanne and George are on two sides of the fence, the Conway Files. Right, like a like a crossfire. Yeah. Speaking of con artists, Maureen, our throwback week is only getting started. Oh, because Steve Bannon. The former head of Trump's 2016 campaign took over alongside Kellyanne, one of the architects of his darkest moments of his early presidency, Steve Bannon, that Steve Bannon, the man that wears multiple shirts Mm -hmm. at the same time. Yep. With collars. Yep. Was collared. Yeah, a lot see of. See what oh, I did? Do you see what oh, I did there? I see, see what you oh, see. It. He was collared on a yacht. He was arrested. Those of you unfamiliar with uh, police procedural terminology, on a yacht by postal inspectors, sure. which is an inspired choice. Uh, this week, for his part in a twenty-five million dollar GoFundMe scam to privately build a border wall. Okay. Indicted along with Bannon, though I don't think they were also on the yacht, were three others who sound awesome in this New York Times description. There was Brian Colfage, Fage, whatever, a decorated Iraq War veteran and motivational speaker who had created a string of pro-Trump websites using bogus stories to draw clicks and sell ads. Mm Mm-hmm. Then there was mm-hmm. Timothy Shea, who sold a Trump-themed energy drink sure. that he marketed as containing liberal tears. And Andrew Badalato, who had a trail of failed businesses, unpaid tax bills, and sexual misconduct allegations. The Times went on to say that they uh, the unsealed indictment said that the men swindled donors treating the more than twenty five million dollars they raised as a private piggy bank. Mr. Bannon, through an unnamed nonprofit organization, received more than one million dollars from the group. Mr. Colfage got a total of three hundred and fifty thousand dollars that he spent on, quote, home renovations, payments towards a boat a luxury SUV, a golf cart, cosmetics, surgery, personal tax payments, and credit card debt. And others collected hundreds of thousands of dollars for personal expenses. Uh, That boat that they mention, Mm -hmm. Colfage named the Warfighter, Mm -hmm, and people were very 
very quickly surfaced pictures of it in the July 4th Trump boat parade. I'm not sure if that's the same boat parade that one of the boats sank, but, you know, could be. Overall, they raised $25 million and built just five miles of wall, some of which has already fallen down. Uh, Colfage was actually in the news very recently because he has started another crowdfunding project for, quote, the victims of Black Lives Matter, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. Right. Bannon is currently out on $5 million bail. I have a couple of... Points and questions here, Dan. Yes. Okay. Now, the day before this happened, I had just tweeted, apropos of nothing, I think it's time to steal a boat. And the next morning, <laughs> I woke up to find that they had arrested Steve Bannon on a boat, which made me for a second think I had weird psychic power. So if I say anything, just keep watching my tweets. I may be on to some, I may be on some wavelength. Two. People correctly pointed out that this is the plot of Arrested Development. The Bluths literally keep, keep getting arrested on their boats. Yep. Um, three, she was arrested not far from New York, right? Like he was out kind of. Yeah, yeah I think he was off the coast of Cape Cod or Connecticut or something. Connecticut's not on a coast, is it? Rhode Island, somewhere. Northeast. Well, I think that it's more close to here. I thought he was more in this area. All right. I, it, from where I live, Maureen, that's all close to where you are. Okay. Because I sometimes, uh, there's a, uh, I can walk to the East River where there's a path along the East River and I sometimes go there. It's a nice place to walk the dog. There's a, a you can bike along there. I haven't biked for a while since COVID, but like it's, it's a really nice walk then. And sometimes you go out there and you look over the water and you see all these people on jet skis, people jet ski around New York then. And I just need to talk about it because <laughs> I see these motherfuckers on jet skis all the time. And I don't know if I hate them or on some terrible level, I want to be them because they're free. They are free from the land and they're on their little jet skis. Sure, they're assholes. Sure, they look stupid. Sure, you shouldn't be jet skiing in the East River surrounded by trash barges and giant Russian freighters that could mow you down because you're a little speck on this very deep and, and rushing and complicated channel of water, this major body of water, that a major shipping point next to a major city that leads to the sea. And you're out there on your little goddamn jet ski. There's Chet and there's Chad and there's there's Topher. What's the guy from the Kavanaugh hearings? Is Tober? Tobin? <laughs> I think it was They're all Tobin. out there. Tobin, they're all out there on their fucking jet ski. Jet skiing around New York. Look at me. I'm jet skiing around New York. And I imagine. That the kind of people that jet ski around New York City are the kind of people that go over to a goddamn Trump boat parade and are the same kind of people that are maybe they're jet skiing off the back of the Bannon boat. Me, I'm on a fucking jet ski around Manhattan. Look at me. Free. And they're so free. And I hate how free they are because I'd love to be on a boat then. I'd love to be on a boat. I fantasized about it recently. I was like, what if I got a boat? 
what if I got a boat and put Oscar and Dexy on it? And we just went and we just drifted down, down the coast, down, down past Florida to wherever the wind took us. Then what if I got a boat, a boat and a jet ski? And it's me and fucking Steve Bannon and Carter Page is out there on like some kind of scooter thing. We're all fucking going because we're free. We're free in the sea. And I just, I envy these fuckers with their boats. And Steve Bannon's arrested by the fucking post office on a boat. It's all coming together in my mind. And I, I just, Dan, they're so free on their boats. They're free, but they're not free because they're being chased by the post office. I don't know what any of this means, Dan. I just know I see a lot of jet. I see more jet skiers than I should be seeing. Also, aren't those rivers really, really gross? Yes. So they're basically just like jet skiing on shit water. Do you want to jet ski on water that is just full of industrial waste and the uh, and the sludgy remains of, of mobsters? Doesn't sound good to me. There was a video last of the other couple days ago of a woman who jumped off a boat and just started swimming in the Hudson. And she came out all covered in like stuff, stuff, just stuff. Don't swim in it. It's not good for you. And it is a major channel. Like I can't really, if you don't live in New York or you've never seen it, the East River is not like a gentle little river. It is massive. It is like your, it's like a major artery of the body and it's got deep currents. It's, it's, it's a thing. That's why it is full of, 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 of coast guard boats and, and barges and giant ship and giant, giant ships go past fucking cruise ships can come down here. You're on your little fucking jet ski. I'm jet skiing around New York. I don't know if I'm okay. I may have taken the dog's medication. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just letting this one go. I don't, I, don't, I don't really have anything to add to this conversation. No. I uh, appreciate it, though. Do you? Yeah, I Am do. Am I okay? Am I okay? No, none yeah. of us are. Okay. As you were doing that, I was once again feasting my eyes on the ramshackle situation that I have <laughs> put together to record. Yeah. Did you, were you ever familiar with the band Motorhead, Maureen? Uh-huh. Uh, the, the main singer, Lemmy, Lenny? also Lenny. played the bass. Lemmy, uh-huh. with an M, also okay. played the bass. He had a microphone set up where the mic stand went up and then came down, and he would look up into the mic and sing as he played. And that's essentially what I have to do. I'm going to have the worst crick in my back by the end of this recording. It's not great. As a former editor of Punk Planet, are you familiar with the Dead Milkmen? I sure am. A friend of they mine have, is good friends with those guys. Oh, I they have a song called Stuart. Do you know the song yeah. Stuart? Yep. S- Stuart is a song. It's not a song. There's a there's a kind of a riff that goes under it that's like do 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 and it's just a guy. Standing in the and the it's a it's told in the perspective of a man who's screaming from the center of a trailer park at a kid named Stuart, and he's just telling Stuart all his thoughts. 
And I suggest you all listen to it because it's just kind of like, and he was looking for a burrow owl. He's looking up in the trees. And I said, what are you doing looking up in the trees? A burrow owl lives in a hole in the ground. Why the hell do you think they got a burrow owl anyway? Anyway, Stuart, that's how I feel right now. I'm just screaming at jet skis. And you're over there with your motorhead taped up and your meth lab motorhead set up, just duct taping more and more microphones to your face. And I'm just yelling at nothing. We're doing great. You know, I realized that the mic thing that broke, I purchased early into our time doing this episode, doing Says Who. I just recently, this week, had to replace the headphone like ear pads for the headphones that I bought when we started says who everything apparently had a four-year shelf life Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's all coming apart at the seams including our own sanity but Maureen Johnson and Dan don't edit any of this I don't care how long this runs they get it all the says whoians get it all they need to know (laughs) they need to know Maureen Johnson, our 2017 throwback week didn't just end with Kellyanne Conway. It didn't just end with Steve Bannon. Mm. It continued with the release of nearly 1,000 pages by the Senate Intelligence Committee on their concluding their investigation into Russia's connections to the 2016 Trump campaign. Despite that committee being run by Republicans, they found a lot of connections. The report didn't go so far as to say there was a conspiracy between the campaign and Russia, which, of course, then meant all the usual suspects said there was no collusion. But it did connect even more dots around Cormac campaign head Paul Manafort and Russian intelligence uh, with a guy named Kos- Konstantin Kilmenik. Kilmenik, I think. Also, yeah, there you go. You know what's up. It's okay. You're good. You're on it. I can barely see. I have to stand so far back from my screen because of this weird mic stand situation that I can barely read it. Uh, It did connect even more dots around former. Oh, I already read that part. (laughs) Okay. No, I'm not. (laughs) Oh, no. There's a moment now every episode where I just, it's like the rubber band in my head just goes twang. <laughs> that was it. It identified oh, no. even more Russian intelligence assets present at the Trump Tower meeting with Manafort, Kushner, and Dojo. This is such a throwback. This is such a throwback. I feel like we should be wearing whatever we wore in 2017 for this. Like, like what do we wear? Like those sunglasses that are just a little strip and uh, like hyper color. I don't remember what we wore in 2017. It was a long time ago. Tie-dye pants. The investigation was originally helmed by North Carolina Senator Richard Burr, who stepped aside this spring because of an ethics investigation into profiteering off of coronavirus, Mark Rubio took his place. The White House, of course, called the whole report a hoax. It's a good thing, though, that we're finally putting the 2016 election to bed two months before 
the 2020 election blows up in our fucking faces. But Maureen Johnson, there's more. Yeah. Oh. This throwback week would not have been complete without a leaked tape of someone close to Trump shit-talking him. And this week supplied a good one. It's not a P-tape, I'm sorry to say. Dan, can I... I just have to say one thing. Okay. The Michael, the Michael Cohen stuff the other week where he kind of floated that there was like a golden shower party. Yeah. I had to explain what a golden shower was to my mother. I, I bet, I bet a, uh, uh, an enterprising says could, uh, could find the tape of the episode where you had this conversation with your mother once before. I thought I did. But she had no memory I'm, of it. And I'm, I'm positive you did. Yeah. I feel like I've had, because I was like, I, you know what this is. She's like, I've never heard of it. And I was like, oh, no. So I had to do it again. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So you know what? This time, because I didn't do it right, I, I, I sent an expert. Hey. Mm, oh, no, boy. You want to talk Hi, about Amy it? Carter. Hi. I don't really. No, not really. All right. Not really. It was it was mentioned in a uh, excerpt of a chapter from Michael Cohen's forthcoming book, which I will that point fucker. out he did he did not invite Maureen or I to ghostwrite. Fuck that guy. Exactly. I'll take care of him for you. Okay. The shoe knows. Okay. The shoe knows. All right. I don't know what that means. Okay. Dan, we got to do says who's I don't either. theater. Stop stalling. We do. Ah. Because Maureen Johnson, this week, a leaked tape where Trump's own sister, Marianne Trump Barry, a federal judge, talking with his own niece, Mary Trump, the author of a recently released family tell-all, where she says things. And that brings us to today's edition of Says Hooster Peace Theater. <laughs> Leak <Leaked> tape. <laughs> Leak tape. <laughs> Playing the role of Marianne Trumpberry is Maureen Johnson. Playing the role of Mary Trump is Dan Sinker. We join this illicitly taped conversation in progress. And his goddamn tweet and the lying, oh my God, I'm talking too freely, but you know, and the change of stories, the lack of preparation, the lying, the, holy shit. Uh, but he, he's appealing to the base, what they're, what they're doing with the kids at the border. Well, he's, he's always been this way. I mean, I guess. But he was a tough kid, right? He was a brat. Yeah, I mean, that's what I meant. I, I don't mean tough at all. Hey, they sent him to reform school. I drove him around New York to get him to college. He ended up at Fordham. I got him in somehow before I had any real Catholic roots. I mean, I didn't get him in, but I know he didn't get into college. And he went to Fordham for one year. And then he got into the University of Pennsylvania because he had somebody take the exams and cheat. No way. He had somebody take his entrance exams? SATs or whatever. Oh, Jesus. You're kidding. That's what I do believe. I I even remember the name. Oh, man. 
I mean, that's just. Mm-hmm. Well, now when he does stories, he never mentions Fordham. Of course not. No. Oh, my God. No, he went to Wharton School, which also isn't true. He didn't go. He went to the University of Pennsylvania and he took a couple classes, I guess, at Wharton. Oh, that's insane. That's him. And I did his homework for him. He once tried to take credit for me. Where would you be without me? I said, you say that one more time. I will level you. Jesus. Because in 1981, he had Roy Kahn call Reagan, who had a woman appointed in New Jersey to a federal court because Reagan's running for a reelection. He's desperate for the female vote. I said, you had Khan make one phone call and I've done everything since then. Did you make Chief Justice Rehnquist appoint me to the head criminal judge? No, he didn't. I said, you ever mention that one more time, any, and I will wipe you out. And I would. But anyway, Donald is out for Donald, period. When he started to say something to me, look at what I've done for you. And I said, you've done nothing deliberately. I have never asked him for a favor since 1981 when I was being highly considered to go on the federal court on my own merits. I never used the name Trump. It was never part of my makeup until John and I got married and I had to make the transition. But a long story being short, Reagan was the president. And can you ask Khan, Roy Khan, to call Reagan? Because they were like kissing buddies. The next day I had the nomination. I probably would have gotten it on the merits anyway. Reagan was running for re-election. He needed a woman. A woman, yeah. And I was a top government prosecutor in the United States. Yeah, he calls and said, did you watch Fox News? I said, no. Why not? I said, because I don't watch much television at all. Pause. What do you do? I read. Pause. What do you read? Books. You don't watch Fox? Hundred percent, Dan. That's like what exactly what my Trump loving relative was like. <laughs> what do you they, do if you don't watch Fox News? He doesn't watch Fox. He watches uh, One American News, but he doesn't. Oh, perfect. This is a person who publicly stated over ten years ago now that he no longer read. It's hmm. good. So you know. It's good. You know. It's good. They're a good family. They're just good, whole, a good, wholesome family all around. I do like how much they hate each other. <laughs> they really do. They really hate each other. They really do. You know, that reminds me, Robert Trump, Marianne Trump, Barry's brother, Donald Trump's brother, died. And they just had the, um, they just had held the funeral at the White House. And uh, later that night, uh, D.C., Gossip came out that members of Trump's funeral party punched a server at the restaurant that they went to after the funeral. They're just good people. He let just to run through the week he's had, or more or less a week. His, or let's just go back a couple more weeks. His campaign manager was fired. Because they had a rally, a COVID rally that actually yeah. killed Herman Cain. Yeah. I don't mean to laugh, but Jesus Christ. But. Um, <laughs> so now he's freaking out. He's trying to shut down the post office. His brother dies. His main staff person quits. His niece releases a book about the fact that he's a psychopath or a sociopath or a path. I shouldn't be talking mental illness terms. <laughs> Please forgive, I shouldn't have said any, you know what I mean? He's not, that he's got real problems. 
uh, and bad ones. And uh, his sister is shit talking him. Um, mm-hmm. Steve Banning gets arrested on a boat. Mm-hmm. And the RNC lineup. I mean, I feel like a, a well-run county fair has a better lineup. It's uh, it's heavy on Trump family. That's for it, sure. It's heavy on Trump family. It's got Scott Baio, a racist kid, uh, and a bunch of people to try to shoot uh, protesters. That's the mm-hmm. lineup. Yeah, and the whole thing. I am. I. I don't value myself a lot, but I value myself a little, and uh, I'm not watching it. But I have seen enough clips. The Set dressing. See, it, it the overall aesthetic is that it was a quickie job done by like the night events crew at a Holiday Inn somewhere in like Nebraska. Right. Like a convention had just signed in, and they were like, "Well, okay, we can, we can, we can pull that off." It's like you can still see the the creases in the American flags from the packaging that they pulled them out of, and doesn't have a lot of high quality no uh attached to it and it's also feels... during the day i mean i think that's also true one of the things about conventions that we forget about is that they are a lot more than is on tv so there is like all the day shit that happens but it just the whole thing feels very haphazard uh, there was a photo of the guy that produced the DNC. I ended up watching the kind of the last couple of nights of the DNC. And the thing that I kept being struck by was how difficult that production must have been to pull off because it was a million live feeds and zoom calls and pre-taped stuff and live things and, you know, video packages and all of this stuff that all needed to be put together kind of simultaneously and seamlessly and the the wife of the guy that was the the producer of it who produces the tony awards and uh things like that he was set up in his house in the living room of his house in la just him with a giant monitors everywhere a control thing la has been having massive heat waves and power outages so she said that they had had a generator delivered to their backyard in case the power went out so that it wouldn't disrupt it like it was a real feat of logistics and thinking about the republicans who could barely pull off an in-person one last year it's uh it looks cheap looks cheap and like they don't know what they're doing, which I think is true in both respects. They're um this is some real Titanic shit, man. <laughs> it is some real Titanic shit. Well just not sure who the iceberg is. Oh shit. Oh no. Says who is made possible by you through our support of our Patreon at Patreon slash says who, where every Sunday you get a bonus episode. Any every Sunday of quarantine, you get a bonus episode. 
And starting on November 3rd, <laughs> until we know who wins the election. Oh, no. Oh, no. You'll be getting... Oh, no. Oh, no. You'll be getting Says 2, our third <laughs> bonus podcast. I don't know. The best thing is I was about to say people don't know if we're joking or not. And then I realized I don't know either. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of it. Uh, Says too. The exciting thing is, is as we've been talking, I have been zip tying my mic, my, the mic I want to be using together and I will be able to be back in action soon. Think of how well you'll be doing by the time we get to that, then. Not well, Maureen. Half your beard's going to be... Here's well. a couple things I just want to point out. We didn't even go through the COVID stuff this week, which, frankly, I'm glad about. Because I can't. Because it's throwback it. week. I'm not... It's yeah, throwback, it's throwback week. week. Here's how I picture... Okay, I want us both to predict what we look like by November 2nd. And I'm going to do you. You're sitting in your basement, or you're kind of maybe laying on the floor, hunched over. Um, your pupils are very small. You are producing five podcasts while doing your day job, while writing articles, while teaching kindergarten. Half your beard is gone. No one knows why. And I'm not saying which half. And could even be the part from your chin downed halfway. We don't know. Half of it's gone. Um, upstairs, you hear the noise of kindergarten. The 15-year-old has built a machine. You don't know what it does. <laughs> um, None of this feels implausible by a lot. You are, um, you're laughing a lot and you don't know why. You accidentally ate a piece of of a, a row of staples earlier and you were fine with it. Um, and you just keep saying, I could do another, I, maybe I'll do a podcast about it. I don't know. Maybe I'll do podcast. I don't know. No. You haven't been out of the basement for a while. You just go to the top of the stairs. You crawl to the top of the stairs on all fours and you peek out and you say to your little guy, daddy's here for kindergarten. And then you teach from there, and then you crawl backwards down the stairs to continue working. <laughs> Sounds right. That's right, why I you. want me you. to do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are asleep. You've been asleep for weeks. Nice. Yeah. Oscar has tried to wake you for the first sort of feudal couple of days, and now mm -hmm. he's just sort of cocooned you around with pillows as he steps over you and continues his day. He'll sponge bath you occasionally to kind of keep the mold at bay. But otherwise, you're just asleep. That has been another feature of the flares this week, Dan, because it comes with a lot of exhaustion, which meant that I was just randomly falling asleep. <laughs> See? We're, I would come in we're to do on stuff. our way. I was like, I, clearly my body is going down. So like I, I, I would just, I would just fall asleep and then yeah. I would twitch. So we are on our way. Accurate, like genuinely very possible. And you know what? Wouldn't <sighs> you, you'd be jealous if I was like, I would be so fucking pissed. 
feel like if she's I, sleeping. If I she said gets to, to you, sleep. Halloween, this is what I do. Halloween, I I get a bunch of candy, I eat it, and then I take all the dog's medication and I say, <laughs> wake me up on the fifth. And I say, good night. Just put on like real snuggy pajamas, get in there, just wrap myself up like a little, like a little tortilla, like a little burrito. And then I just pull all the shades and that's it. It's nighty night time until, until the 5th or the 6th of November. Well, the good news is by the 5th or the 6th, we still won't know who won. So we'll be right where we all are when you wake up. See you tomorrow. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at Says Who Podcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. You can spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, September 2nd, for our next episode. From my basement in Chicago, where things are falling apart and held together by zip ties, I am Dan Sinker. From a goddamn jet ski, I'm Maureen Johnson. (laughs) And this has been Says Who. I really can't describe just how rapidly things fell apart here in the, like, seconds before we recorded. We believe you. Trust. We believe you. I have stitched it all together remarkably well with zip ties and I think I'll be able to use it for the actual work call that I have to do in an hour it'll be fine Dan it will not be fine